We're here today to discuss something simple, something that some people have talked about a lot, and something that some people think doesn't exist. Superhero movie fatigue. I think that it's it's real. I'm not saying that I think that it's necessarily creeping in yet. Superhero movies are not all the same. We've seen that in Marvel's phase one, two, and three. In movies like Ant-Man, you just have a goofy, uh, heist, funny comedy film, right? Then with movies like Winter Soldier, you have a political thriller that that harkens back to like a 70s, 80s type action drama type style. Then you have films like Period Piece with Captain America, the first film. The genres are there within the superhero movie genre. It doesn't all just have to be the same. But the problem, the biggest problem in my mind is we have not been getting the high caliber products that we were getting before when we got everything in phase one, two, and three. Phase four was definitely the beginning of that downward trajectory, not just when it comes to some of the storytelling and things like that. But honestly, I feel like people are sick of political agendas in films, and that gets shoved into the movies a lot these days, not just with Marvel, but with everything that has something to do with it, along with poorer storytelling and possibly some directors that aren't qualified to bring these stories to film. Some people have opinions about Chloe Zhao. I don't think that she was a good fit for the Eternals film. Some people love that movie. When it first came out, thought it was pretty good. But over the over the years, I've it's dropped lower and lower on my list. Initially, Marvel bringing in some of these ambitious directors, like the Russo brothers, who were very risky at the time. Maybe they just got luckier in the beginning. Maybe they just lost their touch. <laughs> what do you guys think? I feel like I'm kind of 50-50 on it because a second ago I was, you know, and just thinking about this, I would have said absolutely not. There's no such thing as hero fatigue because they've never stopped, even when they've gotten as bad as Batman and Robin and fan forced it. These characters and these stories have existed forever. You're always going to have artists of different calibers and different styles who are going to want to tell these stories that's just going to evolve over time. But then I was thinking also how the comedy film has kind of gone away or it's more so just evolved. You know, you don't see traditional comedy movies anymore. Sometimes you do, but that in and of itself has evolved over time. I guess I may fall into the to the realm of superhero fatigue, even if it that's more of an individual thing. That's not like a overall, just everybody's feeling it. And that's just happening within the industry. Like someone personally could be like, you know what, you know, I've seen all these superhero movies and like superhero films are just not my cup of tea anymore. I'm going to go watch whatever. I mean, they're never going to go away. They're like any other kind of genre, you know, they may dwindle and they'll always be around. Because these characters have always been around. I'm kind of with you, Seth, that it's like 50-50 for me. The Infinity Saga was such a historic piece of cinema. Like, that's, like, never happened before. Now everybody expects everything to be like that in the MCU, myself included. So I think that's also, like, that hurt the MCU, really. I also think they're trying to pump so much stuff out. Like you were saying, maybe they got lucky with the Russos. Maybe they took more time to pick who they were going to have direct. And now they're just like, hey, we got to get this out and this out and this out. So this guy and this guy and this guy, they're directing these movies. And that's why we're getting some of it's garbage. Some of it's not good. Some of it is half good. Like Taika Waititi, he did great for me for Thor Ragnarok. And then in the second movie, I just 
I don't know what Marvel was thinking with that movie. I don't know if they they loved it when they watched it. They kind of like took Thor's arc away from him, and they're just like, "All right, you're you're dumb again. You're just gonna be a dumb god, and you're gonna be funny." And he had a really good arc going in Infinity War and Endgame and all that stuff, and they kind of like took yeah. it all away from. Him. I agree with that. I, I didn't hate Thor: Love and Thunder like most. I just think that they lean too heavily into the comedy, and that's not for everyone. Some people, like myself, didn't mind the heavy, heavy comedy. And I also have grown to expect that from Marvel. Honestly, I think the biggest issue right now, Bob Iger hit the nail right on the head recently in an interview. He said that he feels like they've diluted the Marvel brand with the Disney Plus shows. And I think that that's really that's true. It seemed like an exciting concept at first. WandaVision was a really cool and unique show. But over time, a lot of these shows have just not been on the same level as the MCU films. And then you take that and you combine it with a, a less than super well-received Phase 4, Black Widow, Eternals. I know there's more that I just didn't love. And like you said, Angela, I think that plays a factor into it too. Everything, almost, was so good in Phase 1, 2, and 3. Yeah. Even if you go back and watch Iron Man 2, it's not as bad as you think it is compared to some of these newer projects. Yep. Everything was hitting and firing on all cylinders. Maybe they're just a victim of their own success. They have literally digged themselves into this hole. And in order to continue to have success, you have to just give us banger after banger. And it's possibly something that's just not feasible. It is trying to just add more characters. One thing I'll say, I think the first three phases leading up to Endgame is obviously a great achievement and everything. Most of it works for me, but there's also aspects of it that, you know, I wish could have been done differently to get other feelings. One example being, we see the Avengers together, really, the beginning of Age of Ultron. They get together in the Avengers film. A lot of it, they're forming the team. And then we have phase two, where they're off doing their own things. Then Age of Ultron comes around. They're going against Hydra at the beginning of the film. And then the rest of it's fighting Ultron, which is a problem they created. And then we get Civil War, and they break up. Civil War is the film after that. One thing that a lot of people, maybe not against the MCU, but not as big of fans, you know, they miss that camaraderie and that buildup of relationships, you know, that you're able to get within, like, an animated series or a comic book where you see multiple adventures and you feel the world grow. Now with these Disney Plus shows... I think that's what they're trying to have happen. I think it's working here and there. I think COVID messed up a lot of things because phase four and now we're kind of into five has felt kind of, you know, people say, where's it going? What's the big story? But right now what they're kind of doing is just having these stories. They're just kind of happening. It's in these individual stories that aren't connected that we really grow with these characters. That's where I'm to say that I don't really mind. Even if it's not great, we're learning these characters. We're getting to know them as these stories happen and whatever into whatever roster we end up getting in Secret Wars and King Dynasty and you know whatever down the line. Right now is the period where we're getting things established. It takes time. I think if you took one of the films from phase one through three and showed it to someone during this time, they would have some more feelings of like, well, where's this going? What's happening here? But like, you need those stories to get to know these characters. For as much as I don't love Iron Man 3, it does a lot for Tony's character. And a lot of the things that we feel in Infinity War and Endgame and you know, Civil War 
are only possible because we went somewhere with the character in that film. Is everything going to be a 10 out of 10? No, it's not. But that's okay. Like, everything doesn't have to be a 10 out of 10 or, or a 0 out of 10. Like, it's okay to have just fine sometimes. And some things are going to gravitate towards some people more than others. And I think that's part of the problem, too, our expectations. And sometimes we paint in our brains like what we want to see out of this film. At the end of the day, if we don't get what we want, then we hate the film or we don't like the movie. You know, I really wanted to see this character. I really wanted to see this go down. So Mm. that's probably part of the problem, too. That's something I try to do before I see every superhero film. I try to just give myself a clean slate, even with Craven the Hunter. I'm going to go into that movie as best I can, trying to have a positive attitude. That's probably part of the problem, too, is that we're such diehard fans that we have a laundry list of expectations that the films have to meet as well. Yeah, for sure. And and I see what they're doing with the Disney Plus stuff. Some of it's kind of like origins. Hey, instead of making this an origin movie, why don't we do it here and then just transition that to the big screen? Because like you said about Iron Man 3, if we wouldn't have saw Winter Soldier show, we wouldn't know that Sam is actually Captain America. We wouldn't know the training that he actually went through to become Captain America and how hard it was for him to use that shield at the beginning. Some of that stuff is needed. It's just, I feel like they're trying to rush things out now. Maybe it's just because we live in a society. It's like, I want it now. So like, I need it now. You announced it yesterday. It should be done so I can see it tomorrow. We as the public just need to be more patient. And uh, trust me, I am not patient at all. Like you said, with the whole you know, laundry list of stuff. I think that's why I didn't like the flash because I had a bunch of expectations and it didn't hit anything that I expected. I was like, ah, I don't really like this movie. When it came to multiverse of madness, that title alone put thoughts into my head. Yep. That being said, I never thought they were going to put Anson Mount as black bolt in that movie. I, I, I sat through every episode of inhumans. I was there during the dark times. God bless and you. It was, I sat through you know, the surf warriors connecting to aliens. Whenever he showed up, I was like, no way. Yeah. Are you kidding me? But also things that I would have obviously never thought of. At the end, to have Doctor Strange use the souls of the damned as a cloak to fly is the most metal thing yeah. I've seen in a movie in a long time. I'm a big and, fan of that movie. I don't understand that some people don't like it. I think it's a yeah, great film. There's things I think are like, you know, th- that's a little lazy Marvel. Like the fact of whenever Spider-Man has multiverse things happen, it's three different actors. But whenever it's a different universe of Doctor Strange, it's like, it's Benedict Cumberbatch. But his hair is a little gray. There's some things there that I'm like, come on. Cast him just a different actor. It doesn't have to be a named person. Just like put someone else is Doctor Strange in that world. People are allowed to like and dislike whatever they want for legitimate reasons, I'll say. Because sometimes I hear people, I'm like, they're like, I didn't like it for this. I'm like, well, they explained that in the movie. You clearly didn't watch it. A lot of times, at least for me, and this may be my old age, the artist, it's their job to tell a story. All I have to do is see if I, I engage with it. And that's it. And that's and that's with anything. I can't say that some things are and aren't good because I haven't seen some things. But the things that I do see, I'll see if it connects with me. And so far, I mean, these these movies are connected. The MCU has me by the grip. I've seen every single MCU film in theaters. I'm yeah, not missing one. Here. 
I've been watching all the Disney Plus shows. I've watched all of S.H.I.E.L.D. I've watched all of the Defender stuff. Like I said, I'm in here for the long run. It is a little bit of what Angelo was saying of we want it now. Because you think about back in the day, the first Spider-Man movie came out in 2002. And then two years later, we get Spider-Man 2. And then three years later, we get Spider-Man 3. Now they're wanting to, they want to be able to have these people for as long as we can. Because let's be honest, the future's unknowable. We never know what's going to happen with any of these people. I mean, it may not just be COVID. It may be a little bit of Chadwick Boseman. We lost Chadwick before we were able to, to really have him. He should have been the face of the MCU going forward. Yeah. You know, he was one of the greatest actors living at the time. His performance in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, it's a shame it didn't win him a best actor. And he was gone from us too soon. In that aspect, I can kind of understand being like, let's make use of these people while we have them. We want everything done right, though. Maybe the strike will be the best thing that happens oh, yeah. to us in a while, possibly by slowing everything down for Marvel, especially, and just giving them the opportunity to take a breath and see what they have in front of them. Where do we go from here? Is this the right direction? And it'll let things play out more in this Jonathan major situation. I think the trial's upcoming in a month or so. Once you have the verdict in that, then you can kind of know how you can move forward there. I think that Marvel has handled that situation as best as they can right now by not making a decision, you know, until he's proven guilty or innocent, let that play out, then make your decision do you want to keep Kang or do you want to go in a different direction with Dr. Doom or something of that sort? You have Iger already preaching this message like we're going to slow things down drastically. People talking about Echo being a really, really bad show and that they're just going to release it all in one day because they want to just wash their hands of it. I hope that's not the case, but I will say that I have been one of the most vocal opponents of releasing an Echo show. Why do we need an Echo show? Why do we need a Agatha Harkness show? And I killed Sparky too. <laughs> we still haven't gotten a new Fantastic Four or a new X-Men yet, and we're releasing Agatha Harkness and Echo. Echo will have Kingpin and Daredevil in it. You know, the Harkness show is supposed to have young Billy. It's these smaller stories that are introducing these characters that are going to show up later in their significance i mean it, it just it's all a part of the process that being said i don't give a shit about echo or 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 house of harkness or covenant chaos whatever it's called you know i just don't care it's their story to tell i'm along for the ride i've paid for my disney plus subscription so i'll watch <laughs> right? it we're point. gonna watch it no matter what i'm gonna watch yeah. it no matter what i love that actress too Catherine hahn is yeah. great is brilliant but even her presence there, I just don't know that that's going to get me interested and excited about an Agatha show. What'd you think, Angela? Like Seth had said about Chadwick, I think that kind of threw Disney and Marvel for a loop because they exactly what you said, like he was going to be the face and they had to change everything. And now you have this writer strike and if they change it, it would be perfect. But I don't know if they will. The whole COVID thing, I think they changed some stuff around because of that. These one-off shows, I'm not not a fan of them, but like the one-shot Werewolf by Night, great. I thought that was awesome. I could do with five of those a year. You can give me a one-shot if you want to introduce a bunch of different characters. You can give me a self-contained little origin story, and now I know who this guy is, and if he shows up later on the down the line, cool. Or if he doesn't, <clears throat> who doesn't? Maybe it's not popular, but... When Werewolf by Night shows up later on down the line, it, it'll be, I'm sure it'll be pretty cool because we'll already know who he is. And I don't need a 
six episode miniseries to tell me about it. My problem with Disney Plus is I feel like the first two episodes are usually really good and it hooks me in. Three and four kind of suck. Five is the best of the season. And then six is kind of a letdown for a finale to me. That's like their model kind of. It's kind of the same. <laughs> At least that's the way I feel. That's my opinion. I, you know, I mean, they vary in quality, but I mean, I, there's there's certainly been aspects of every one of them that I've liked. Either it's a 10 out of 10 or a 0 out of 10 mentality that like I just don't get behind because I mean, I don't I don't understand people who can say that Moon Knight's bad. I mean, when you watch Oscar Isaac's performance, it speaks for itself. Falcon and Winter Soldier, and I've talked about it, I've made videos at the time when Falcon and Winter Soldier was coming out. The scene where Sam is training with the shield, and then he's like, it shows a shot of his nephew looking up at his uncle with the shield. His nephew's smiling at him, and there's like this shining like sun behind him. Whenever I watched that for the first time, I openly wept of the emotions that I was getting from these moments, just because of these characters and the sim symbolism with them. I'm a 28 year old bald man. And I, and the character I relate with the most is Kamala Khan. When I was watching Ms. Marvel, I was, I was just like this little Pakistani girl, that's me. We're the exact same in the way we view the world and with the colors and everything. Like, I mean, it just speaks to me. Even She-Hulk and so many aspects of it, it has the best ending credits of a show with the courtroom drawings. Genius. It looked amazing. And also Tatiana, Tatiana Maslany is the cutest person who ever, who's ever existed. I think if there's anything that I want to come out of this writer strike, it's not necessarily if less projects gets us there, that's fine. But pay your writers. Yeah. Like these executives and everything, they want quality but they don't want to pay for it. Whether you're paying for that in time or money, you're going to have to, to get it. Aaron Sorkin's not cheap, but if you want Aaron Sorkin writing your stuff, you're going to have to put out some money. If you want like these writers to put together something great, George R. R. Martin, I assume, is taking this long on the next Game of Thrones book because he needs the time. The problem I have with the executives is they make all this money and they don't want to pay the writers. But then they'll go down the street to the fanciest steak place and spend $1,000 on dinner. Well, when you could do that, you can make more money by paying the writers more so more people will watch your show. If Not to the mention they're paying the actors boatloads of money. Right. Boatloads. boatloads. You're right. If the show is good, it transcends superheroes. It just becomes a good show that anybody will watch. My dad doesn't really like superhero stuff. But you know what? He did like the Winter Soldier show. He watched that. He also liked Moon Knight, and he watched that. He thought both of those were good. And he doesn't even like superhero stuff. That just goes to show you, if you take your time, anybody can watch it. It doesn't have to just be because it's a superhero show. Real quick, we should transition over to DC and what's going on with them right now. Because it's so crazy to me how someone like me, who grew up you know, in the mid to late 90s with little to nothing, you know, all I had at that time was the Christopher Reeve Superman films, the Michael Keaton Batman movies, and that's it, really. I mean, at the end of the day, we didn't have the X-Men at that point yet. Someone who was so satisfied with some of these movies like Spider-Man 3 when it first came out, I'm at the point where I'm almost mentally done with the DC Universe. And I feel like a lot of people are at that point now because of consistently getting these mediocre to bad films that we've gotten with DC. 
that's a big part of it too. The quality of the films that we're getting. I don't think that we can just say that they're mediocre anymore. I think that we're getting to a point where a lot of them are just bad. Harley Quinn was bad. Wonder Woman 84 was not quite bad in my opinion, but getting close to being really bad. And, I thought you know, 84 was awful. Yeah, I rewatched it and it wasn't as bad as I initially thought. I think that it was more enjoyable my second time through because I did review it like a year ago, but we got to get better quality and no matter what it takes, paying the writers more, taking our time more at the studios. We as an audience can wait that extra six months, that extra year to get a project that's really, really good versus getting a project that's eh, mediocre. Yeah. yeah. It's funny that in 1984, they had a character say a literal line that reflected the movie and that it's good, but it can be better. <laughs> you know? Right. Which is crazy to me. DC's a weird thing because they've always killed it with their animated content, which is what I always grew up on. Yeah. Batman the Animated Series, Superman, Justice League, Justice League Unlimited, Static Shock, Teen Titans, all that, all that jazz. And I always loved the Superman movies and the Batman movies. Like, I love Batman and Robin. It's in my heart. It's not a great movie, but I still love it. That's it holds fine. a special place in your heart. There's yeah, and, it, and I love it in a different way than I love The Dark Knight and the Batman and stuff like that. When it came to the DCEU, I think that there's good. I think that there's bad. I think the worst is probably Justice League, but that's me. Uh, Justice League and the first Suicide Squad are where I'm like, it's a no for me, dog. The first Shazam, the Suicide Squad, Aquaman, the first Wonder Woman, fantastic. I personally kind of like Birds of Prey, but that's each their own. It just shows that like different people can resonate with different things. When it came to the Arrowverse, you know, I watched everything. Right now I'm taking my parents through it. They're watching it and they're like, you know, there's things about it that they don't like. There's things about it that they do like. But I'm like, just just trust the system. Just make your way through it. And the thing is, even though they're watching things that they don't care for, whenever it gets to those big moments, because they're about to watch the five-part Crisis on Infinite Earths event. So awesome. Once they get there, even going through all the things that they didn't like, they've been on that journey, which is only an experience you can have by going through it. The only way out is through. All this is to, just to say that DC has had its ups and downs. And now with this DCU, we have like five films and five or six TV shows. Like Superman Legacy, The Authority, Brave and the Bold, Supergirl, and Swamp Thing. And then Waller, Lanterns, Paradise Lost... A bunch of different things. And this is the thing. Some of those things I know about. Some of those things I don't know about. And that's what I'm kind of excited about because this feels like, okay, James Gunn, Peter Safran, you guys have a vision. You guys have a story to tell. Tell it to me. Let's see if I engage with it. Let's see if it's something that I'm all about. The weird thing to see that's going to be interesting to see is if it doesn't do well. If on a general yeah. scale it doesn't because – Trying to start one cinematic universe and ultimately failing is one thing. Trying a second time and it also failing, that's going to be interesting to see. You it's know? not a good look. No, because like everyone was trying to start a universe. You had your dark universe, you had your monster verse, you had like, I mean, everyone was just trying to start these things because Marvel was so successful. And you'd think that DC, with their amount of stories and characters, would be able to do that more than anybody. But as we saw, maybe because of lack of vision, lack of consistency, them having confidence in their properties, you know, the, the first sign that they see of negativity or, oh, this film's not going to make what we want it to make at the box office. Let's pull the plug on that character. Or let's pull the plug on that director or that direction. 
period. So, yeah, mm-hmm. don't be so gun-shy. Stick with Jackson <coughs> and your plan, and things could work. It's such a shame because DC has some great comic book stories Yeah, that they could take from, and they're just – I don't know. I feel like they're just not using it. They're, like, trying to make their own – they're like, okay, make your own Batman story. Make your own Superman story. It's like you can pull – you can do what Marvel does. They pull from something – and then they add kind of their own flavor to it. And sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't work. But I'd rather have them do that than just make a whole new story and it just fails. I'm really looking forward to James Gunn. I just am scared because it's – I know Feige's done it for all this time, but he's not the only person that's a part of it. There's got to be a group of people that he meets with that he has the final say-so in. You're basically putting your, your money down on Peter Saffron and James Gunn, and that's it. If James Gunn can't make it work, because he's going to be doing all the legwork, I feel like. If James Gunn can't make it work, then what do you do with DC? That's it, right? You just give them one-off movies from <clears throat> Is that what you do? Or do you try and do it for a third time with someone else? Gary thought. <laughs> them spitting out movies. The honest truth is it's nothing new. Because you think, think back to the 90s, okay? Jim Carrey comes around as a hit actor. Studios go... Oh, you're talented. Okay, we're going to put you in movies. How many Jim Carrey's movie movies came from that? Now, we like to think, oh, Jim Carrey's got great movies. Liar, Liar, Ace Ventura, The Grinch, you know. But how, how many movies are we ignoring because they were bad? And that just happens. Movie studios have done that for years, you know. Back in the 50s, 60s, 70s. I mean, they just always have done that. And the problem now... It's that mindset doesn't work with these comic book properties because it's not an actor you're banking on. It's characters. Yep. You can't just have all these different things. And it's like, oh, well, if this fails, then that's fine. If this works, we'll do more of that because you get a person who is like, oh, no, this is no, 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 no. This is just not working for me. You get Iron Man and Iron Man 2. Iron Man is better than Iron Man 2. Luckily, at that time, you know, they just had those movies come out and they just kept going. If those movies came out now, you'd get Iron Man 2 would come out. People would be like, oh, it's not that great. And the studio would just be like, all right, well, let's cancel all the Iron Man stuff. Uh, people clearly don't like Iron Man. It's like, no, 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 no. That's not how this works. Improve. Or take your time. Or do whatever you need to in that regard. These aren't the type of movies you can just spit out. You have to take time. And I don't, I don't know what the right thing to do is. Part of me is actually excited in some regard with what James Gunn is doing because I know he said he wants the movies, TV shows, and video games to tie in and everything. You want people to feel like they've been with these characters a long time. Like, have your movies be the big, big events, but why don't you have, like an animated studio working on like an animated series for your characters at the same time. Go back in time with me to 2012, okay? The year's 2012, Coney 2012 is huge. The first Avengers comes out, and between 2012 and 2015, if we had had an animated series going that was with these Avengers characters going on adventures, maybe they're not voiced by Chris Evans and Robert Downey Jr., that's fine. You can get a talented voice actor to do an impression or to do a great performance. That's going along this time that you can also, you still have the movies, those still exist. But at the same time, you can have people, oh, well, I want to watch this to fill the gap. Like with Star Wars The Clone Wars. You can watch Star Wars Episode 2 to Star Wars Episode 3, and you're fine. You can follow everything. But me, 
I've seen all the Clone Wars. I know that relationship that exists between Anakin and Obi-Wan during that whole time. So when I'm watching episode three, I have a lot more time with those characters established. But you're still able to enjoy it. But it won't be the same as, like you're saying, like when you have that extra time with them. It's the whole problem with Luke. Like you never see what Luke does in between the Star Wars movies. So we really don't get to see that camaraderie of the Avengers, which kind of sucks. And, you know, they've kind of done it after the fact. We do have all this, like, we have comic books and other stories that take between all these. And that's just how a lot of people are. Like, they can, they just have more context for some of these characters now. One thing I'll say about that, though, to the general, let's just think, because right now we're firmly in our little bubble. Right? We we are mega nerds. We love this stuff. We eat this stuff up for dinner. But you take a general casual moviegoer, not only is it intimidating to them to read additional comic books and play extra video games to kind of give them back backstory information there. I get what you're saying though. You're saying even if they don't do all that, it's not necessarily, you know, they're not necessarily missing out on anything and it gives us mega nerds something more but I don't know. I mean, at the end of the day, Hollywood's going to think the way Hollywood thinks. And it's ultimately all about money, right? They're trying to make as much as they can and connect all these stories and make the audiences feel obligated to go see these films because, oh, if I don't see part one, two, and three, and four, and five, I'm not going to understand what's going on in part six. But yeah, yeah I think at the end of the day, they're just going to solve this <clears throat> grand problem, if it even is a problem at this point, with taking their time. Pay your writers. Yeah, pay your writers, <laughs> take your time, and things will, things will work out much better, in my opinion. If the studios are making these things for the general audiences, then it's not made for, for fans anymore. It's not yeah. made for us. Yeah, and that's the and fine that's line we, they have and to... And that's what we want. I mean, we want these stories with these characters, but if they're if if they're making them to be able to read to any audience, then it's not for us anymore. Well, there's a fine line, in my opinion. You, you just have to meet it, and it's very hard to meet. You have to make it appealing to the masses while also appealing to your hardcore base, and sometimes that's difficult. Which is why I'm not paid to, to write. <laughs> exactly. Hey, neither are the writers, am I right? Apparently so. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for joining me. It's been fun. Make sure you check us out on social media. We're going to put all that information below all three of us so you can check us out on Instagram, YouTube, and various other social media. Seth, Angelo, thanks so much for joining me. And until next time, have a great day. <laughs>